The film crickets are intended for mature audiences. Any guests on the film crickets do not necessarily share the same opinions as the film crickets. with Jay Fortier, Chris Martineau, and Melanie Howerton. On this week's episode, it's just Chris and Melanie. And as we roll through the month of October, they continue with the theme of horror. By reviewing the 1999 American supernatural horror film, Stir of Echo. Echo. Does it stand the test of time? Let's find out if your film crickets are on now. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the uh, Film Crickets, uh, where the uh, podcast where we look at uh, films from the 80s and 90s and we decide whether or not they, hand, they hold up to the test of time. Uh, I am co-host Chris Martino, uh, joined by other co-host Melanie Howerton. Say hello, Melanie. Hey, how you doing? I'm all right. Uh, Jay is off again this weekend. It's a big, busy guy. My God. Uh, <laughs> so we have picked up the slack. We have no guests. It's just uh, Melanie and I. And uh, we have decided... Uh, to explore a, a movie called Stir of Echoes, a, a Kevin Bacon joint. Um, you know, before we get into the Kevin Bacon game, uh, Melanie, have you ever played the Kevin Bacon game? Oh, yeah, it's almost impossible. They started going into it in trivia. I'm like, I'm not writing all this down because it's yeah. going to go on for like 10 miles. Kevin Bacon was worked with this person, and this person worked with yeah. this person, and that person worked with this person. This person worked with Kevin Bacon on this person. <laughs> like, it's on this it movie. Was, like, it's like... It, was, it was kind of a stoner game when the internet yeah. was young, and you could actually look all this stuff up and not have to like wait uh, yeah. to figure it out before the days of Wikipedia. You know, yeah, back yeah. in the day when you wondered where Tom Petty came from, and for a long time, you're like, I heard it's Galveston, Texas, and it's not. It's Florida, but... <laughs> Whatever the case may be, or, um, or you know, you don't have to wait for information. There's, you can just kind of get it right away. But uh, So we decided on Stir of Echoes, and uh, I'd never seen the movie. Uh, so, so anyway, let's go history here. So I've already said it. We usually go at this point, you know, what's your history of this movie? I'll tell you what my history was. My history with this movie was, hey, that's a cool poster. And then I go in the video store to rent videos, and I'm like, hey, that's a cool video box and then never watch it <laughs> and never go see the movie. And it thought that I wasn't, didn't want to, it really looked intriguing. And the scuttlebutt from my friends that did see it said, it's okay. I'm like, well, it's, is it good? They're like, it's all right. I'm like, yeah. all right. So then it just kind of faded away. And, and when Melanie brought it up, maybe we should do stir of echoes. I'm like, well, this is an excuse um, to finally see this movie. that had the awesome um, video box cover so that's my history with it. Never saw it. First time was uh, yesterday. Melanie, what's your deal with a stir of echoes? I've seen it multiple times. I don't own it. Um, I don't know how many times I've seen it. Uh, I know. Where I've would you see it. it if you don't? How many did you rent it a bunch of times? No, it's just like it's just been on TV and stuff. I've never seen yeah. it on TV. Okay, it's been on TV, and I just I don't remember the first time I ever watched it. I don't know. If it was like, um, it was probably a VHS tape or something that sure. that I had rented or something like that. But um, but it was just kind of one of those things where uh, I know I watched it a few years ago, um, mm -hmm. and then I was kind of going through some movies that were from the '80s and '90s, and there was like a billion that came up that I was looking at, and then I just mentioned that one. Sure. So and it was good because it was free; we didn't have to rent it. Absolutely, freebie, <laughs> love it. Yeah. Um, 
you know, got on the right on the cusp. This is 1999, so this is like Matrix. Um, again, we, we mentioned before, this is the era of the Blair Witch Project. This is the mm. era of uh, Sixth Sense. So there is this renaissance of movies, and, and here we're seeing Kevin Bacon again. And I don't remember the. I mean, he's been in a thousand things. Yeah. Um, but usually not in a lead role. Like we see him a lot. Um, he was like Murder in the First. I'm thinking. Remember Murder in the First with Christian Slater? Why does that sound so familiar? Murder in the First was Kevin Bacon on trial for murdering somebody, and he played like a barely literate Southerner. And okay. Christian Slater. This is when Christian Slater could still get roles, <laughs> and he was his defense lawyer. Okay. And the question really was, what did Kevin Bacon actually kill this person? Yeah. But he, he wasn't the lead. Christian Slater was the lead. And we saw him in A Few Good Men. And we saw him in, look, we're not going to do a Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon here. Yeah. But yeah. he's been around. He's been around the block. He's been so, and he, He's been in everything. He's always enjoyable. I mean, yeah. honestly, I, I can't th- I can think of crappy movies he's been in. Mm-hmm. But I can't really take anything. I cannot bag on Kevin Bacon. He's not always like the personally. He's a good guy. Like I've never yeah. heard anything bad about him. I think him and his wife are just the cutest couple. Mm-hmm. I actually follow both of them on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, and he'll do the. Uh, he was in the Guardians of of the Galaxy holiday special yeah. on Disney Plus, and he was adorable in that. Um, so, so you know, you, you can't really. What are you going to say he about? He was in the Invisible Man. He was an asshole in that. He was a real piece of shit in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Rapey, invisible yes. man movie. Yes. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, but but versatility. He can be Anything. just as cute as a button or he can be a complete dirtbag and he's good at both. So again, yeah. nothing we're gonna I'm gonna say about this movie is gonna be smirch Kevin Bacon. Uh, and I so feel let's like he get... was very believable in this. Like you know what I mean? Like he was such a good actor in this, I think. He's a good actor, but I do have some complaints. Okay. When we get into it about about Mr. Bacon. Okay. So um I'm gonna bring home the bacon. And I'm going to read the IMDb breakdown uh, of this movie. So we've got uh, a stir of echo. Oh, sorry. I keep saying the book name. It makes more. The book name is a better title than this just by adding the A. Oh. So the title of this movie is Stir of Echoes. It came from a book called A Stir of Echoes, which to me is cuckoo. But why the director decided to leave off the A, I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> Stir of Echoes came out in 1999. It's rated R. Uh, comes in at one hour and 39 minutes. Has one of the coolest posters um ever i i really love this poster i gotta see this uh, freaking poster because go, go look it up while i do that yeah do the do the uh, look i think it up I see, isn't, I... He, isn't it just his face with stuff around him it's his face in a doorway like in his in his little like row house that he lives right. in the chicago neighborhood um so after being hypnotized by his sister-in-law a man begins seeing haunting visions of a girl's ghost and a mystery begins to unfold around him now it was written and directed by david kep and i have to do a quick aside on david kep David Kep is a Hollywood stud. He has written so many hit movies, it's bananas. He he wrote Toy Soldiers, Death Becomes Her, Jurassic Park, Car- Carlito's Way, The Paper, The Shadow, Mission Impossible, The Trigger Effect, Lost World, Jurassic Park, Snake Eyes, Stir of Echoes, Panic Room, Spider-Man, Toby, Mar- Toby Maguire's Spider-Man, Secret Window, War of the Worlds, Zathura, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, uh, Angels and Demons, uh, Jack Ryan, Mordecai, Inferno, The Mummy, The Mummy. I just watched The Mummy today. Uh, really? Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. He is a stud. He doesn't have a lot of directing credits to his name, but he has been absolutely everywhere. And this is one of his only directorial um, uh, adventures. So it was written and directed by David Kep, co-written by Richard Matheson, starring Kevin Bacon. 
Uh, Zachary David Cope is the adorable little boy you can see ghosts. Uh, Catherine Irby as uh, Maggie. Eilena uh, Douglas. Uh, Connor Farrell. Kevin Dunn, who we know from the train. He's the father in the Transformers movies. And a bunch of other people I don't necessarily ring a lot of bells on. Uh, but that is Stir of Echoes. Did you get to see the poster, Melanie? I did. There was actually numerous ones. It's they were cool. all a little different. Yeah. Yeah. They're, it's a cool poster. It's mm -hmm. it's dark and it's kind of orangey. And it's it looks like it's a terrifying movie. Mm. Yeah. It's not that terrifying. So, look. Okay. So, let's let's talk about this. So, the, the premise is that, in case you didn't notice. Hey, Melanie. Question. Did yeah. you notice that this movie takes place in Chicago? Uh, yes. Did you did you see that? They kept reminding me yeah. over and over and over yeah. and over yeah, again yeah, yeah. that it was in a, in a. Oh, did you also notice that all of his friends are blue collar working guys? Did they did they hint that at you at all? Yes. And <laughs> every people, two minutes. People actually complained about that too. Oh my god! During the Rotten Tomato reviews, and they were like, "We get it." Okay, <laughs> we understand. Like you're blue collar. By the way, what was there any purpose to him being a phone operator? I didn't even know he was a freaking phone operator. Yeah, until until he's up on a on a telephone, like calling his sister in law from the actual phone line. Oh, okay, that's right. Yeah. But I don't know if we have some weird quip on like, well, he communicates. I, I don't know. Um, I, that went right over me. Um. So so I got so first of all, right out of the gate, we already mentioned it. Kevin Bacon does a super job in this movie. I believe he he's slowly going crazy. So as it says, his sister in law, who's kind of earthy. She's the comic relief of the movie, but she's kind of like new agey. And even though there's nothing new agey about hypnotism, that's what I don't get. What's his sister-in-law's deal? Is she a medium? Is she just new agey? I think she's Is taking she... a class. I think she's more like new agey. New agey, but, but there's nothing. Okay, but there's nothing new agey about hypnotism. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think and it's hypnot... like, you know, because you know how like some things are like popular like in the olden days and then mm -hmm. they come back again and they're cool again people sure. want to learn about it and talk about it I don't yeah know. you know you... she was actually in the uh, cape fear remember the one i was yes to, but we couldn't find it right she was in that yeah she's the one that yeah she's like one of the girlfriends and she gets beat up by real bad Robert yeah. De Niro. so yeah. do you do you, have you been do you have you been or do you know anyone that has been hypnotized no, but I would love to be to learn not to be so uh, worrisome about everything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Well, yeah. see, the, the thing about hypnotism is, so let, Ray, I'm going to do a trick. Ready? So put your put your hands out like this. Like this? Put your hands like this. Okay. Now, I want you to pretend that there is a very strong magnet in between your fingers. And no matter how, so really focus. Look at your fingers. I'm going to try to hypnotize Melanie, everybody. I don't know how to <laughs> hypnotize people. So... So, so you're looking at your finger now. Focus really, really hard between your fingers. I'm, I'm not. It's kind of hard because your screen is behind it. It's like blinding uh, me. Okay, I'm sorry. So I'll right. do this. No, it's not you. It's just the right. screen in general. It's not you. It's me. I get it. So, <laughs> um, so I so focus on. There's a magnet in between your fingers, and now it's such a strong magnet. And each of your fingers is the north pole of a magnet, right? Yeah. You know about North Pole and North Pole. They don't want to get together. So now I want you to imagine that. And there's this really, I want you to try to really push your fingers together. But there's a magnet in the way. And it's like really hard. Are you doing it? Do you just want me to pretend? Like, no, no. Like, imagine like, you, and like, no matter how hard you try, you can't get your fingers together. Are you doing it? I mean, I can. <laughs> See, here's the thing. You can't be hypnotized. Because what I just told you was a suggestion. Yeah. And if you're, if you actually go, like, if you're a willing participant and you're going, 
yeah. it like that. The fact of the matter is, there's no freaking magnet. Yeah. So because you did this, or people that can be hypnotized, when they do this move, the person that's doing the hypno hypnosis uh -huh. is saying, oh, this is a person that's susceptible to suggestion. Oh, okay, yeah. So if they actually believe I'm telling them there's a magnet, then they're going to... I mean, I can, if I can and be like, I can't do it. <laughs> I know, but there are people that... I've seen people get hypnotized. Yeah. And it, like at a show. And that's yeah. what he does. And he's like, if, if, you, if you're actually doing this, like you think there's a magnet, like if, if anybody goes, there's no magnet, then you're never going to be hypnotized because that's you're fair. not open to... I, know, I don't think I ever would be. And you know how sometimes yeah. when people like... Just the, I know this sound, it's totally kind of different, but you know how like you see movies and girls pass out all the time from pain or yeah. from like shock or whatever. I don't yep. feel like my body would have that in me to do that either. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. feel like no matter how horrible the pain was or whatever I saw, I feel like my body would just be like, what? <laughs> like, right. I just, you know, I don't know. I just feel like I could never do that either. I, I think that, well, it's because your mind is strong enough to say, I, I'm not going to do that right now. I'm going to do this this other thing. So I'm in pain, but I'm going to keep moving forward with what I need to do. Mm -hmm. And I think when with hypnosis is that you have to have somebody that's willing to be hypnotized. My point to all this is that Kevin Bacon, by the way, if you notice, he's a little blue collar. Um, <laughs> and he's kind of like down to earth. Yeah. And he's kind of like hates his life a little bit. And he's very like, oh, I got to get to work. And all oh, my kids. I'm an blah, ordinary blah. person. Yeah. I'm an yeah. How many times? Yeah. I'm an ordinary person. An ordinary person that has to get up for work and bust his balls and we can't wait till Friday so he can get hammered with his friends across the street with the baby yeah. monitor. Neighborhood neighborhood parties, it looks like there's like no, every All weekend. the time. With police. Yeah, yeah they're always yeah. drinking outside. I kind of He's, like that. I thought I thought I'm like that's kind of a cool neighborhood to live in. Where it's I, like like every day. It's kinda of like what is that when we were watching that um John Travolta movie, but every day they went to that oh, barn. Modern day cowboy, like, yeah, every, yeah. yeah. But I'm like, imagine that you just walk out your door and you're like, hey, how you doing? Mm -hmm. like That's, you know, I, I moved to, I never lived in a cul-de-sac and I live mm -hmm. in a cul-de-sac now in, in Maryland. And I was yeah. kind of hoping that of my neighborhood and it just didn't happen. Yeah. It's kind of disappointing. You know I what live I mean? in the neighborhood too. That and I'm kind of close to a cul-de-sac, but it's not yeah. like that either. It's like a damn it. You know, I kind of yeah. like, what if we all like. Closed off the street and just had a barbecue in the middle I of the cul-de-sac. that would be so cool, yeah. It would be, but no. Anyway, my point is that he's so blue-collar and he's so, oh, well, she's, well, you know, like we can't make ends meet. And, you know, I'm going to get extra shifts at the line on the police, on the telephone line, blah, blah, blah. He'd never, he, he goes to a party and his sister-in-law, who he has a tenuous relationship with, I don't think... They like each other very much. I don't think they hate each other. I think they just annoy each other. Yeah, they annoy each other, yeah. He She said, hey, I'm going to hypnotize you. And he's hammered. And he gets hypnotized? Like, that's, I'm sorry. It's. I, and I think, though, the way they did it, as I, like I said, he, I think it's because he he already had this inside of him okay. anyway. Like, his little boy got these gifts from him. Okay. So I think that when I was just watching, I kind of kind of felt like he he used to be more open and he used to be able to see things. Mm -hmm. And again, it's it's family related. Obviously, the mom doesn't have it. The little boy got it from his father. And then, no. like, and like I was saying in the book, the little girl that's born, she has it too. Yeah. So I think that like he already had it. So it didn't take much, uh -huh. especially since he was drinking, and and, and you know, yeah. like to be able to just let the guard down enough to I don't know. Did I miss that in the movie that they talked about that? About like about him have like coming yeah. From him? Did I miss that? No, but she. You can tell that it came from him, and even the mother says that to the guy okay. she in the cemetery. Okay, like you know All what right. I mean. Like I, I may have missed that part, but still, it doesn't to me that doesn't matter because, 
again, the sister-in-law only barely knows how to hypnotize people. And right. so I guess that, that makes that work, but I, I guess still it made want... it easier. She probably wouldn't have been able to do it with anybody else. Maybe okay. I do have a problem with the hypnotist part though. Go ahead. What? Okay. So she was like, I, I, how's your hand? I stabbed you with a safety pin and I told you to bleed on one side and not the other. You cannot control no. your bodily blood functions like no. that. No. It's not like you're just saying, raise your left hand and not mm. your right. You cannot, yeah. can, you cannot tell veins inside of your blood that you can't bleed on one side, but you can bleed on the other. That's impossible. No, of course I don't care not. if you're hypnotized or anything. Like you can't yeah. control how your vein is going to bleed when it's punctured. That makes right. sense. And that's, and that's my point is that it, they seem to want to make hypnotism this really supernatural thing. And it's not. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing for us to think, even if Kevin Bacon could see dead people back in the day and just simply lost that childish, you know, naivete to know, to, you know that you can't see ghosts anymore once you get older because you get logical. Yeah. yeah it's that they're making hypnotism this thing, like like a seance or like they're yeah. using the freaking Ouija board. And they're not. OK, yeah. so. So I, I kind of had an issue with that. So anyway, so now Wait, I had one thing. Go what? Tell me when he wakes up and the, and his friend goes, you were crying everything, man. It was hysterical. And then he looks mm. at me and goes, it, it was very moving. Yes. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A good bunch of guys. Ah, this yeah. fucking guy. Can't believe it. He's crying and stuff. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Or and uh, if I could do my Chicago accent, a lot of Chicago accents. In this movie that only kind of come and go. Kevin Bacon's supposed to be from Chicago and doesn't really sell it all the time. It does kind of come and go. Um, I think they're all just kind of sound like Northerners. You know, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I mean, but they're not supposed to be Northerners. It doesn't matter like where it comes from as long as they sound like they're from the North. Well, it's but it's the Midwest. So True, it's got to yeah, be. It's right. got, yeah, no, no, no. They, they definitely they sound like they're more sure. from like. Boston, New Jersey, or, yeah. yeah, Boston, Boston or New, New Jersey, Jersey or something, yeah. The Chicago over there in the uh, over in the sausage factory over there, you know, uh, yeah. Dumbers, you know, that sort of. No, thing. they don't sound like that at all. No, they don't. So it's not real good, but yeah. whatever. Um, so uh, they're from Chicago. They are blue collar, um, you know, and again, the, the woman is pregnant. Has nothing to do with anything. They made a big deal out of it at the beginning. It has nothing to do with anything. Mm -hmm. And now, once we get into it, apparently, due to a post-hypnotic suggestion, he now has his mind open to spirits. And they're the spirits in the house that his young son, who's adorable. Has already been talking to. Yeah. yeah. So he's already been talking, which is creepy. No yeah. doubt about it. Small children talking to air is always creepy. Just like a dog looking in a corner at no one. <laughs> And why it's doesn't creepy. anybody ever ask this kid questions? I don't know. I mean, if yeah. my kid was talking to no one, I wouldn't just automatically assume, oh, whatever, he's just little. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. I'd be yeah. like, who are you talking to? You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Who's standing over there? Because I want to know. And the yeah. kid has all the answers throughout the entire movie. They don't need to talk to the guy in the cemetery. He doesn't need to find out what's going on. All they have to do is talk to this kid. This I know. kid knows exactly everything, what's going but on. He's right there in front of them. Okay, I'll give you that, but that, that then raises a question for me. And to me, what I think is, while I think the script is written well, I don't think David Kep directs the movie very well. I think the movie's kind of a mess in its tone. I don't know that it knows where it's going. All it does know is that there's a murder mystery. So this ghost child has been murdered and is basically sending signals to Kevin Bacon through these horrible images of either precognition being able to see the future mm -hmm. or seeing the past 
uh, due to energy vibes. And again, we're not real clear on the rules of this, of his psychic powers. What can he see? What can he see? When can he see it? When can he? We don't know. Yeah. Um, so I had a problem with that, but you're right. So, so let me ask you this. The whole movie is, it's a, it's a murder mystery encased around a supernatural theme with horrific images. Mm-hmm. So, and we, we have to watch Kevin Bacon figure the whole thing out. Much the to guy the in the cemetery does say, though, he can't control it. It comes in like a, it's like he's standing in like, I don't think he said a tunnel with like a flashlight. Like it will come and go. He'll get okay. an image here and there. Sure. So he's explaining The Shining. So he's ripping off kind of The Shining yeah. a little bit. But, but, yes, but, my, but this book came out first. <laughs> oh, well, uh, which one's more popular? So, um, <laughs> but I mean, but my point is, is that if, if we are to follow Kevin Bacon's hero journey yeah. to eventually finding this body, uh, the, the, what happened to this little girl in the house that he lives in now? What's the point of the kid then? What's the point? What does know. the kid do to forward the story? Nothing. Well, it's just because it's a family. It's just because it's a family. They want you to know he's got a family. So what? Then, we know the, that. He does see things. I don't know why they don't ask him more things. Like there was one kind of thing where the mom was being super annoying mm-hmm. and he was trying to get questions out of the kid. Yep. And he's like, I don't want to answer these because it scares mommy. Mm-hmm. Just freaking, you know, obviously then she needs to be like, well, what do you have? To, I don't know why she doesn't ever want to know what he, the kid has to say. Right. She never wants to know what he has to say at all. And like. Nobody but, ever asked this kid anything. That kind of Mel- was irritating to me. Melanie, I think it kind of... It, well, I'll give you this. They're not exactly the best parents ever. <laughs> um, you know, they're like, they're always... So they... they they. I mean, whatever. This is your choice. I mean, it's the neighborhood, right? Well, neighborhood, it's a safe neighborhood. So, like, they make sure the big kid goes to bed. Then they go to a party across the street where they get loaded. Whatever, that's your choice. And the way they make sure is that they have the baby monitor with them. Look... If no, they were, had a babysitter too. No, no, but the at the beginning of the movie, oh, they the just beginning. have a baby okay. monitor. Now, granted, yeah. you certainly you have a life as an adult. I would not. I would never do that. A million years. I, you, that... What you do is you you switch back and forth. Mom yeah. goes for an hour, then exactly. we switch. Dad goes for an hour, then you switch, and then that's how you do. They don't walk around with a baby monitor. That's insane. Yeah. The range isn't that far anyway. And then like all this stuff goes down, and then the next Friday they're like, oh, we need to get a sitter for next Friday. Like, how about you stay home? <laughs> Yeah. Like once yeah. or twice. I don't know. I, I literally, I, I, I thought the same thing because when I first moved to Georgia, um, I lived in another neighborhood that was close to another neighborhood. And I met this girl. She was actually from Massachusetts. I met her in a store. <laughs> so we hit it off. She weird. lived literally right next to me. So, so her neighborhood was having a block party. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, do you want to come? And I walked down there and like literally couldn't believe it. Like she had a baby and I think two Two, yeah, she had a baby and two small kids, mm-hmm. and she left them in the house by her by themselves when and she had the baby monitor. Mm, no, oh, I couldn't believe it. No. I, no, I like, I mean, to each its own, but I just, yeah. I, I'm too paranoid of a mom to be able to do that. I couldn't do that. It's not a matter of being and, paranoid. And if somebody like breaks in, broke in your house yeah. at that one point and took your kids, how could you ever live with yourself? No, you just, or if I, your I, kid choked to death or anything, you know what I mean? Like, if it's literally across the, the street and you have a partner, husband yeah. or not. You just you do shifts, mm-hmm. you do shifts. That's all. I'll be and when they don't come in there in the hour that you said, then you're in trouble. Like you're yeah. gonna get screamed at by your spouse, which you deserve. Yeah. But no, let's get at to let's get let's get into screaming at by spouses. So, so Kevin Bacon, uh, again, he gets this seed of power, this this pre- premonition seed, and he keeps seeing visions that are horrific, and 
he they they get worse and worse and so now he can't sleep and he can't go to work and and i don't blame him that's fine at the beginning once he starts losing his mind then it's a very again rip off of close encounters of the third kind now he's drinking gallons and gallons of orange juice and he can only sleep on the couch and he can't i'm like okay it's dreyfus from close encounters but okay whatever um he was missing the mashed potatoes (laughs) yes exactly right or or, you know making the the sculptures out of clay but the, the point of fact is is that I, again, I don't know the movie is directed well. I think it's written well. I don't think it's directed well because at first the wife is very distraught about the current state of her husband mm-hmm. for a lot of reasons. Uh, you know, he's not going to work. He, he doesn't he doesn't talk. He's he's introverted now. He doesn't talk to anybody. He's mm-hmm. he's just consumed by this. And she's really like having like when she talks to her sister about it, she's like crying and really worried and all that stuff. And then, like, maybe 15 minutes later, Kevin Bacon's doing some weird-ass shit, and she just looks annoyed. Oh, she looked, to me, she looked annoyed for most of the thing, and I was like, I don't understand. Like, wouldn't you just want to help him? Like, he's sitting in the backyard digging forever, and she's like, what are you digging for? And I kept thinking, mm-hmm. I wrote this down. You know what he's digging for. You yeah. know what I mean? You already mm-hmm. know exactly what's going on. But it was kind of funny to her at the same time with Kevin Bacon, the little boy's digging. And yeah. she goes, don't worry. He's not over there. That was actually good. I like <laughs> that. Kind of cute. I, I like that I like, part. I thought that was good. Don't worry. You yeah. won't see the body over there. I thought that was so cute. Don't worry. He's not He's not doing anything over there. He's not. It's not there. Right. But she knew, she knew exactly what he was doing. So, like, I don't know why she wouldn't want to just help him as much as possible just to get it over with. Because... Yeah. They like that guy from the cemetery. He even said that like he's it's it's that basically this ghost is gonna bother the shit out of him mm-hmm. until he finally does what she wants or it wants or whatever. Yeah. So it's never gonna leave you guys alone. It's never gonna leave him alone. It's gonna make him worse and worse and worse and drive him crazy till it gets what it wants. Yeah. So help him to get over this. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you want your life back? Then help him look for this freaking thing. And right. you think the ghost could have said walls? Instead of dig, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, that'd be he nice. He was in the goddamn wall, not yeah. You know, digging most all over don't, the place. You're right. Most people don't dig into walls. I would have yeah. been pissed off. I'm like, you you just say wall. wall. <laughs> and and all of this could have been prevented if you just asked your child. What, what happened to her? Where what was happened she? to Where the ghost? Like, Where the, talk to the ghost. Tell me what the deal is. Yeah. So to me, that he was. He actually talk to her, and apparently she was a teenager who was mildly. Mildly, uh, uh, what do you they, call that? They said delayed, but mm-hmm. not the nice word. Mm-hmm. Yes. But the fact of the matter is, when we see her interacting, she seems this, this, normal. Yeah, she's yeah, quote unquote. I normal. think she's like, just slow. She's probably somebody that you know when they're like that, they trust people way too much, and they're just yeah. too too friendly, too nice. They trust people too much, or a little bit. You know, maybe she's thirteen, but she's acting like more. She's like ten. You know what I mean? Oh boy, she looked about twenty. Yeah. <laughs> um that's like um are you aware of Harry Potter? You watch yeah. Harry Potter movies? So yeah, yeah. Moaning Myrtle? Yes. Right. Moaning Myrtle's like thirty five years old. No way. Yeah, the actress is actually like thirty five. Are and you? She serious? plays like a twelve year old. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, she can just nail the part and then you don't you don't see her in like physical form anyway, so they can kind of mess with it. Yeah. But yeah, she's like thirty five. Um that's anyway, funny. so so yeah, that's that's what I mean. Like this movie could have and again without it there's no movie, but the tone like, I'm supposed to feel... I, I had a hard time feeling bad for anybody. I liked Kevin Bacon. I'm not saying I didn't enjoy Kevin Bacon. I thought he was doing I love great, him. <laughs> and I, I, I bought that he was going crazy. Yeah. I just had a hard time, like, caring about his plight. Because it just wasn't... It wasn't sold to me the proper way. Like, at first, he just seems like a dumbass. And then he seems like he's crazy. And then he seems... 
I, I don't know. And the, and the wife, she's all over the map. Like, yeah. is she annoyed by him? Does she want to get divorced? Does she, is she going to leave? Is she going to stay? Is she going to help him? Is she not? And then there's a the little boy. Even the little boy's all over the map. Sometimes he's aloof, right? <laughs> Talking to no one. Mm-hmm. And other times he's saying weird stuff like, I don't want to talk about this because it'll upset mommy. Or don't be afraid the... of it, daddy. He goes, you're yeah. awake now. Don't be afraid of it, daddy. Right there. Go ask your kid. What are you talking yeah. about? What are you talking about? <laughs> But then there's yeah. a scene where, like, he's watching TV, and and she's like five more oh, minutes, yeah. and he does that, oh, like yeah. a typical kid. Like he responds to his mother's direction, like with attitude. Yeah. So yeah. which kid is this? Are we? Are, is this? Are you trying to be Haley Holt, Joel Haz, Osment, or are we trying to be like a kid from Home Alone? Like, is he, are you Macaulay Culkin, or are you the other guy? Like, I, I didn't know where, uh, how I was supposed to feel about the kid, except that he was adorable most of the time. Jay None had a good piece of trivia about that kid. He told me, "What's he, that?" Because my mom even said, "I wonder if that kid's in anything else." And what the wedding singer is one of my favorites, and he's the little kid. He said in the wedding singer that says, "Hey Lydia, you're a bitch." Oh, all right. Well, That's we him. graduated. All right. Yeah. When was the wedding singer? In the eighties? No, no. It was made no. to be in the eighties, but it wasn't in the eighties. It was it two thousands or late nineties? I can't remember, but I want to do that one day. I love them a little when they make little children swear. I think it's hysterical. Yeah, I, I know, right? I, I adore it. Because you don't expect, um, he's like, hey, Lynn, and she's like all like, hi. And then he's mm-hmm. like, you're a bitch. You're a bitch, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so so, I, I, so I, I've, I mentioned to Melanie before, you know, again, we're not talking about it holding up. Um, I was just kind of a little underwhelmed mm-hmm. uh, by the movie. I, I thought that, like I said, the best part was Kevin Bacon. And everything else was was just I wasn't I I'm not saying it's a bad movie. Yeah. I was just having a hard time sinking my teeth into anything. And 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 one of my final points here is once we get to so Kevin Bacon's mind has been opened. He sees a bunch of stuff. He finally goes back to his sister-in-law and says, "Close my mind." Yeah. So she does hypnosis again poorly because she doesn't know actually know how to do hypnosis. Yeah. And. All it does is open it wider, and that's when he gets the, the the vision on the screen that says dig. Yes. Right? And then for the next 15 to 20 minutes of this movie, he's digging. And I didn't find oh, that. everywhere. <laughs> I know. And I get it. And that's the thing. It's a, I get where he's coming from. Like, yeah. he's getting a supernatural urge to, I must dig. You And even says it to his wife, and I believe him when he says, you don't understand I have to do this right now, much like Dreyfus. Like, I have to build this tower, and I yeah. don't know why, and it's driving me crazy. Yeah. I must dig these holes, and I don't know why. I'm ruining my house. I'm ruining my backyard and all that stuff. And it was it's just trying so... trying to show him how crazy he's go- going, though. How, like, I know, but it was... I, him, like... like, at that point, what, what, I just... It, to me, I get where it's coming from, but the way it was sold to me, I just... What, I didn't really care that much and how much that he was, like, digging. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then the the is the the grandmother dies, oh, yeah, so yeah. she leaves, and he says, "I can't leave because I have to dig." Oh, oh, that's okay. That's a little rough. And yeah. I love the telephone conversation that he has. Like, all right, I'm gonna come get you. No, 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 you shouldn't do that. Yeah. No, 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 it's okay. <laughs> don't don't come back. Don't no, no, I'm coming yeah, right yeah. now. I'm like shit. But again, that sets up the end of the movie. So, so why, so Melanie, why is there a dead girl in walled up in the basement of Kevin Bacon's home? Because the guy who, okay, so there, 
Well, one funny part was, and this kind of goes with it. Remember when he was digging and he was swearing and making all this noise over there? The yeah. guy across the street is like, it's a rented house. Yeah. Because apparently that guy that said that and the other guy that mm -hmm. shot himself at the end, yeah. you know, they're all friends of his. They, that's what they do. They, they, um, they uh, flip houses. Yeah. Uh, uh, spare time. So they flipped his house. So mm -hmm. when they were flipping his house, because I didn't ever, I didn't ever caught this the first time. I was wondering, I wondered the same thing. Why was she in there? I, mm -hmm. I don't even know if I realized why she was in there, but, but I know it's because um, when the house was actually in the process of being flipped, it wasn't done yet. Mm -hmm. Both of those two guys, the sons, got together, mm -hmm. went into that house to kind of drink and party by themselves. It wasn't done yet. Pulled that girl in off the street. Mm -hmm. So they killed her. They both went to their dads and told them what they did. And they didn't want their lives to be ruined. So their dads were the ones that walled that girl up in the house as it was being renovated. Mm -hmm. So it's, that's it's, why she's there. Right. So it's a terrible story. And she was already a ghost in the house to begin with that the kid could see. He just couldn't see it yet until he was hypnotized. Right. Which, again, I don't... Uh, if you just... Which one is it? Is it going to be the kid or is it going to be Kevin Bacon? But So yeah. I, I dug... See, that's the thing. Like, I dug that part of the story. By the time we get to the end of the movie, the thing that I the things that I was annoyed by that hey, this is a Chicago neighborhood and we all stick together, you know that sort of thing, and 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 the block party with those the two guys who walled up the body of that basically molested and then murdered girl, yeah. um, you know they're the ones that are the most happy go lucky, but they're yeah. one of them is is happy go lucky because they're just a scumbag. And the other one's happy go lucky because he's overcompensated, be, overcompensating for his own grief and and guilt of what they had to do. And so when you see that that a you know, and you see him on the step, and he says, you know, this was a good neighborhood. This was a good neighborhood. He just wants one of the characters just wants it to be like it was. Yeah. And so in order to do that, you brick up your secrets so hopefully no one finds them. But the secrets always come out. Yeah. Sorry, folks. He said because I couldn't. They were going to kill you, and I because. I couldn't let a cold-blooded murder. He goes, the other one was an accident. This yeah. would have been a cold-blooded murder. And yeah. he goes, you know, it's funny, funny, because he goes, this is a decent neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> like at yeah. the end. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, he wants it to be like it was. He wants it to be where we yeah. can have block parties and we don't have secrets. And mm -hmm. these things didn't happen. But the fact yeah. of the matter is, it did happen. And secrets never stay hidden forever, basically, yeah. by and large. So the theme of that is great. And, and the whole thing is that it's a murder mystery up to that point. And then the pieces all come together at the end so that all the little things that you've seen along the way come together. Yeah. The trouble is because of, in my opinion, the direction of the movie, I didn't, I didn't feel it at the end. I didn't go, Oh, <laughs> Oh my God. Like, I'm like, okay. Yeah. Makes I get sense. that. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, unlike, have you seen, and, and we're going to do TMI in a minute here, but. Have you seen any on Netflix, any of the Mike, Mike Flanagan movies? Have you seen House on Haunted Hill? Haunting a Hill House? Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, Haunting a Hill House is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. And uh, granted, that's nine hours. Yeah. But by the end of it, because it's drawn out, but by the end of it, when all the pieces come together, you're at, I was emotionally crushed at the end of that movie because it's about... There are supernatural things happening to the family, and there are real terrible things happening to the family. Have you seen Midnight Mass? Nah, I don't know about that one. All right, Midnight Mass is better than The Haunting of Hill House. You should watch Midnight Mass. It, 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 I actually, there's only four times I've cried uncontrollably in movies. It's just and a movie. It's not a series, right? It's a series. It's long. Oh. 
So okay. each one's about an hour and is about seven episodes. It is crushing. Oh boy, it's a lot of it's vampires and the church. Oh, that sounds takes, a little familiar. Oh, it's so good. Watch Midnight Mass. Okay. It, but it, and it's so scary, and by the end, you are just your heart is crushed, and you love that it's being crushed. So what you're saying like, is that was more shocking, and this is not shocking. That's what I'm saying. Like the the way these Netflix series come together is that they piece they they give you little hints of things, and you can't wait for them to tell you what all of that means. Yeah. And so by the end of Midnight Mass, you're going, oh, oh my god, and then you do this, and you realize that's crazy. And that ha- that's what happens in this movie. And I just, I'm like, okay. Yeah. I, I sure. So anyway, so that's, um, that's a, what else you got? It seems like you're Well, I just want to, I just want to say two things. Well, yep. One thing, why was he, my mom kept saying, why is he breaking up that living room floor? Because there's a basement. Yeah. Why would you mm-hmm. tear up a living room floor? There's a basement underneath that. What's going to yep. be under. So anyway, then the other thing was, I just I wrote down one thing that the guy who ended up being the kind of not good guy, but the better guy at the end that yes. saved him. I was remembering when they were at the block party and he was sitting there talking about his son and how he's so proud of him and like how, you know, he's football and whatever he's going to end mm-hmm. up doing with his life and whatever. But he goes, look at the quality of tail he's getting. He said he passed me in that department when he was 14. Talking about his son who tried to rape and murder a disabled girl. But the point was like, you know, when he was, he, you know, he, he's, yeah. you can see where he gets it from. Do you know sure. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. where he just thinks it's okay to be like, yeah, I, this is who I want right now. And that's whatever. Like, I don't know. It's just the way that that guy was like, I mean, I, I hate it when people talk to their kids like that and bring that's them gross. up in that way. It's like super disrespectful. It's like yep. you're making them like this horrible person. I mean, who, well, who knows what else he said to me? Look at the quality of tail he's getting. He's passed me in that department when he was 14. I thought that yeah. was such a gross thing is to it, say. Doesn't he have like his girlfriend or his fiance is like... Yeah, she's always watching him look at other girls all the yeah. time and, and say things and all kinda that. Gross. Too. He's yeah, kind of gross. His wife. I, I thought it was his girlfriend. I don't know. But then like, I think that's her kid too. Is it? I the one that, it. that one that shot himself because she went ballistic. Oh, that's and true. ran over there after he shot him. So... I know I caught that too because at first, like the whole time, I thought it was just a girlfriend. Then I was like, "Oh my mm-hmm. god, are they a married couple and that's their kid?" Like, you know, uh, I didn't care much about them too. <laughs> that's <laughs> guess that's probably indicative of the movie. Yeah. Um, okay, I don't have that much for uh, okay. Ready, ready. It's time for TMI with Melanie. Listen, listen to this. I am in the bathroom right before the movie starts. Uh-huh. I can't hear. And I'm in the stall, and there's no toilet paper. And mine are at home in a display case above my bed. TMI. TMI, my friends. TMI? Too much information. Don't go there, but that's lame. Now, here's Melanie with your timeless movie info. All right, Melanie, it's Taria time. I know you're prepared. I know you're ready. I know you spent time doing this, so... What you got for me? Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, what you got for me for trivia? All right. The budget. The budget was twelve million. It grossed twenty one point one. Really? They said it didn't grow. Well, they they didn't think it grossed a lot because of the okay. Sixth Sense, I guess, that came out. True. Like around that same time. Stole its thunder. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. On the couch, the babysitter reads um, "The Shrinking Man" by Richard Matheson. That's yep. uh, the author of *Star of Echoes*. The basis okay. for this film. Um, the scene where Tom gets angry, it's so funny because my mom noticed this. <clears throat> she goes, I wonder if that was an, uh, like an accident and they just kept it in there. But the scene where Tom gets angry after digging in the backyard and he kicks a bucket towards the wall and it breaks oh, yeah. the window. Yeah. yeah. That was totally not even supposed to happen. It was just That's a happy cool. accident. 
and they used it in the film, and Kevin Bacon just stayed in character. I thought cool. that was kind of cute. Yeah, no, that was a perfect hit. It perfect. Yeah, it was perfect. And yeah. he just stayed right in character. Like, okay, yep. that was meant to happen. Um, also in the same scene, Kevin Bacon was in a lot of pain as he pulled a muscle in the back of his neck. Several prop. I think I even remember him kind of going like this, mm -hmm. but. Several um, several prop lightweight picks were tested for the scene to try to ease his suffering, but in the end, it was opted to use the real and heavier pick as the swings and impact of the prop pick did not look real enough. So they mm -hmm. knew it was killing him, and they're like, "No, but this looks better." <laughs> yeah, just use it anyway. You'll yeah, be alright, Kev. Anyway. Yeah. The um, they always they always they torture people in movies sometimes. They do. Um, in the hypnotism flashback scene, there's a scene of a safety pin being stuck through Tom's hand. This was not a special effect. A stuntman was paid to come in and have a safety pin pushed through his hand for the scene. <laughs> That's funny because Kevin Bacon was like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, That's terrible. Yeah. The uh, In that, in another hypnotist uh, sequence there, um, when he was hypnotized for the first time, well, yeah, same one, um, that follows the actual um, techniques used by professional hypnotists in order to ensure that the audience has hasn't been put to sleep there's a musical accent at the close of the sequence to wake everyone up <laughs> all right just in case okay. all right just um, in case oh boy yeah when they were setting up the scene where maggie leaves jake at her relative's house it was realized that they had gone over the number of hours that the child actor uh that plays jake could actually work due to strict hollywood labor laws mm -hmm. so they ran around from house to house in the neighborhood that they were filming in to try to find a kid who looked enough like him. Oh my God. <laughs> to appear as a background character after their parents' approval and a very quick haircut <laughs> to wow. be able to complete the shot. Isn't that cool? Wow. All right. That's so we'll, funny. We're, we're, um, we're, hold on. We're, what does your kid look like? Can we yeah. use him for time? You know? Quick, quick. Oh my God. Uh, can you the haircut? Yeah. Oh my God. Um, Catherine, I'm going to say her name wrong. You know me. Catherine Irby's. I think it's Irby. Yeah. Okay, her tattoo on the back reads T plus M, standing for her husband, Terry, and her daughter, Mauve. It features a heart around the letters. This inspired the same exact tattoo placed on the inside of Kevin Bacon's forearm, mm -hmm. which stands for the two actors' character, Tom and Maggie. I noticed his. I don't even know if I noticed hers. Um, um, I think I do. I, I, I know his. his. I remember yeah, seeing his. his. Yeah. Um, Kevin Bacon plucks around on a guitar in the film, but in real life, he is actually a skilled guitarist, along mm -hmm. with his brother, Michael. The Bacon Brothers have released yep. over half a dozen albums. Yep, they have. And he, he always tries to work that in in these later years. Yeah. Um, he can sing. He does all right. Whatever. Every time I see him on Instagram, him and his wife are sitting near a guitar, singing and playing guitar. And yeah. yeah. They're adorable. Yeah. What are you going to do? They are. I love them. All right. Uh, let's do a uh, final judgment. So here we go. It's time now for final judgment are you ready to rubber stamp this bitch here's the final judgment so melody what do you think uh does the movie hold up to today's standards like how would it do today okay so today i don't think it would do that good because i feel like some people would think it was kind of slow moving mm -hmm. um things are just so fast-paced now and i don't know i it's hard to compare to the to certain movies, you know, like from The Conjuring and all that kind of stuff that mm -hmm. has, you know, really shocking movements and uh, mm -hmm. things like that. But I, I, I so I'm going to say no. But at the same time, I, I will say that I do love it. I always have liked it. Mm -hmm. I love Kevin Bacon in it. I love how he acts in it. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the story itself is good. Mm -hmm. So I, I personally like it. But do I think that a lot of other people might feel that same way if it came out today? I'm not so sure about that. 
Yeah, I, I, I kind of agree. I, I think The Sixth Sense, which came out at the same time, stole its thunder. The yeah. Sixth Sense is a better movie. Um, it is a more innovative movie. Um, it's got, it tries different things. This is kind of a standard movie. Like, there's nothing, it, it, it has a beginning, a middle, an end. There's no shock. There's no twist. There's just spooky things that are happening and watching Kevin Bacon's um, well, know, there is a twist, um, the fact that his friends are responsible for this. Well, okay, but I mean, not like a mind-blowing twist, you know? Yeah. But I'm, I'm with you. There's a twist. Fine. I'll, I'll mm -hmm. give you that. Um, I think the problem with the movie is that um, it's been done, this idea has been done a lot since the 2000s. And I was talking to you about this before. There was a show on TV with Jennifer Love Hewitt, Hewitt called The yes. Ghost Whisperer. And this this movie is one episode of The Ghost Whisperer. It's... Uh, it's a, there's an ooky spooky ghost at the beginning and it's haunting people and scaring people. And you realize that the ghost just needs something done so yeah. that it can pass on. And then by the end of the movie, the ooky spooky ghost is now like a normal ghost and is just like a person, but in ethereal form and then goes off into the light and much to the chagrin of the people that are trying to help the ghost. Cause they don't understand, you know, if ghosts are real, they do ooky spooky things because there's no other way to do them. Yeah. And so that's like the point of the film and, Ghost Whisperer was on for more seasons than it needed to be on. And we've kind of done this already. So I just don't think so. I think this is one episode of thematic television at best. And I do think at times the movie, the movie stretched itself a, a little bit to fit a runtime. It's exactly an hour and 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. And I just don't think um, that the, the writing is good. I don't think it was directed great. I didn't know how I was supposed to feel about it a lot of times. So. Mm -hmm. And I give that to the director again. No shade on David Kep. He's got more hits than I do, but um, I just don't think it was probably his best outing. Let's put it that way. Maybe so. you're also expecting a little bit too much from it, too. Yeah, because the poster looks so freaking, like, scary. Yeah, because I, like the, I said, I've always liked it, but were you, like, paying attention to it by yourself, or were you doing things? Or No, I was paying attention. Were you? Yeah. I was, I was watching. I think I maybe just, you just expected it was too high hopes for you. I think so. Especially knowing that Kevin Bacon was in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I still dug him. I just, I don't know. The, the I think the poster makes it look like it's going to be like The Conjuring. Yeah. And oh, yeah. It's, it's not, not nothing like that. It's not scary at all like no, that. No, yeah. not at all. So. No. So uh, that was our show. Uh, thanks again for uh, listening. And, like, thanks Steve Lavoy for his uh, vocal styling, said Drinkle in the Mouth Voice for the opening theme. Again, if you're listening to us and you like us, please share it with your friends, like and subscribe, all that nonsense. Get the word out. Um, hopefully you like the show. Tune again next week or next time uh, for the, uh, the next movie that we have. And on behalf of myself and Melanie and Jay, uh, I'd like to say that movies may not age like fine wines, but we drink them anyway. Thanks a bunch. <laughs> See you next time. Ooh, cricket, chirp about movies.